Are you listening to the award-winning CBJRadio.com yet? 28 different shows, over 55 hours of new programming every week. Shows range from hip-hop, to rock, to all independent artists, to hair rock, a Friday night request show and many more. Get yourself a CBJ Radio t-shirt and make CBJRadio.com the only internet radio station you listen to. All my friends, all my friends, all my friends with Justin Flaskerud. All my friends, all my friends, all my friends with Justin Flaskerud. Hello friends, how you doing? How's your state of mind? Hopefully the highs are outweighing the lows. I got a question for you. Is your summer flying by like mine is? First of all, Laramie had a very rainy June and it was hard to get things done outside including building a new deck and patio on our backyard by contractors. They did a kick-ass job but it took longer than expected by them, by us but it looks great. My yard grew so fast from all the rain. The trees grew so fast. It was difficult to find a day to like mow the yard. Either it was wet or it was raining and it just grew so fast. Thank you mother nature for the free water though. It's definitely helped with, you know, the water bill. I was able to get to a Red Rocks show, I mean three Red Rocks shows, three nights of widespread panic, so that was pretty awesome, went with some great dudes. We also built a like heavy duty canopy, wood posts, metal roof, right on the patio. Um, The bad part about it, the company that makes the canopy sent us four boxes, one of them being a top to a different pergola. So we had to wait a couple days to get the right box before we could start building and the instructions, well, they weren't so easy. Then my mom and stepdad arrived in Laramie yesterday from Las Vegas. They think this uh, 80 degree weather is nice and cool right now. But folks, I would be okay if my summer just slowed down a little bit. I'm not trying to use up all this nice weather uh, right away and get into the fall, even though that's football season. Today's guest is Sean Fisher. When I first met Sean, I would have never guessed that he would have made a life in the military and had a military career when we got older. During the interview, you will find out why he signed up and, well, who influenced him in his decisions. I learned a lot about Sean in this interview for knowing him for so long. I learned so much more, and you will too. Let's get to the interview. So I was born in Janesville, Wisconsin, actually didn't live there very long. I know a lot of people probably won't know that. Um, Didn't live there very long at all, probably a few months. Um, And then moved to Laramie and really was raised there. 
um, you know, throughout my entire childhood and through high school. So, um, were your parents native Wisconsin's or are you just, no, actually, no, actually it's kind of a crazy story. My mom grew up in Torrington and oh. my dad, my dad grew up in the little town of Lingle, Wyoming, actually. Oh. Um, uh, and then they were, my dad went to play college basketball out there. Uh. Um, and so I was playing at a college out there and then, uh, I think, I think they had, uh, I think he had two young kids raising a, a brand new son and decided to move back home and closer to family. So back to Laramie in Wyoming, we came. So, so you have siblings then? Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. are the age ranges? So it's just me and my younger sister, Nicole. Okay. Uh, he's uh, four years younger than me um, and still actually living there in Laramie. So, oh, yeah. well, yeah. Um. So growing up four years, was she always on your hip? Was you yeah. always doing stuff together? Yeah, you know, at times, yeah. And when you say on the hip, I mean there were times, yeah, we were pretty we were pretty tight. Um, obviously as as any siblings are, right? Sure. Uh, you have uh I don't know that she would always would have said that uh, Sean was her big brother, right? Out loud, depending, <laughs> on, depending on who the audience was. Uh but uh no, we were we were we were pretty tight. You know, growing up, um, had a pretty good relationship and, and still do to this day. So it's pretty cool. So did you find yourself like influencing her? I have a little sister who's 11 years younger than me. And uh, I bet one of her first words was 49ers. So right, um, I influenced a lot of her life. I didn't realize it until much later in life. I was like, gosh, maybe sure. I shouldn't have shown that side of me then. But um were you doing stuff like that? Yeah, you know, I think there were a lot of times where, uh, again, we were pretty tight. So I think there were times where she wanted to hang out, you know, when the when the boys came over or whatever and, and kind of, you know, kind of be one of the guys, I guess, if you will, at times. But then she was also pretty independent. And when and, it, it, you know, I always joke that uh, it, you knew it was time when she was when she was done. Right. She needed to go. She needed her own space. And then she would just take off and do her thing, which was cool, too. Uh, no big deal. Um, but, yeah, she she did. She she was pretty tough um, and, and liked to hang out with the boys, too, and have a little fun. So what were you into as a kid? Were you athletics, academics? Um, yeah, you know, growing up young. So early age, you know, grade school age, um, played all the normal sports, right? Played a little uh, city league basketball. Obviously, play, you know, like most kids in Laramie did in the summer, played a lot of baseball. Oh, yeah. um, did a lot of that. Um, spent some time in the Cub Scouts, actually, um, and did that for quite a while. And then... Um, let's see what else, you know, just really kind of hanging out and spending time with friends outside, you know, in the summer and just, just, you know, obviously well before the, the internet era and all the social media crap that we have today. And it was kind of fun, just kind of making it up as we went, you know, just having fun and good old Laramie. We are fortunate. I say that we've <laughs> had at least half of our lives, not documented, not on the internet and it wasn't really an option. I remember having like four TV channels. And yeah. so it, I like TV, but it wasn't. Wasn't it wasn't a thousand it teachers. Yeah. A thousand no. shows. Yeah. No. And the, the cool part was, if you remember, right, well, especially in my house, hell, I was the remote control for a long oh, time. Yeah. You know, laying there on the floor watching TV and it was time to change. You had to hop up and, you know, and be the, be the remote guy. So that was fun. But yeah, we didn't, you know, it was. You know, but but think about it, Rude, too. I mean, for me, I we, we talk to our kids a lot about it now. Yeah. Is, 
you know, it was, but it was, it was okay. Right. Cause you kind of just had to make it up as you went. And yeah, there wasn't anything wrong with that. I mean, you know what, we all turned out just, just fine. And we had a heck of a fun time doing it. So, well now, I mean, now it, it, it's access. So it's, yeah. it, you know, there's a lot of great access or a lot of terrible access. Um, and maybe, uh, you know, I'm not a parent or anything, but I always say we, I grew up in a generation of divorced parents. And so one parent was maybe home, but they were probably working a lot. And so it was a free for all a little bit. And, um, but my mom always was like, I know what you do before you do. So don't do anything dumb. So, and she proved it many a time. And, and, uh, so, but, and then, and then our generation comes parents and we're like, no, no, that that kind of like feral children rearing is not going to happen anymore. We're going to be there every step of the way. Sure. And because we also we see all this stuff on the internet and TV shows and stuff where we're like, oh my God, that's it's a scary, scary world, as opposed to you and I growing up and we're like, um, the scariest parts, you know, maybe the end of the block or you know, the next town over, but it's it's certainly not as frightening as it seems today. No, but, yeah, no, absolutely not. You know, I grew up, Nicole and I grew up with a, a single family, you know, or a single parent. My mom raised us basically, you know, as a as a single parent. And again, you know, we did just fine. And there was, but to your point, there wasn't a lot to worry about back then. Right. I mean, the thing I had to worry about is when that, when the, when the streetlights came on, I better be home. That was, that was really the, that was the guideline, right? You needed to be yeah. home and she needed to know where you were at. Um, yeah. Yeah. That wasn't all, it wasn't all this tracking your phone and all this crap, <laughs> right? It was, yeah, I actually had to pick up the phone and call and tell her where I was going to be and, and do all that good stuff. And then, you know, and then to your point now as a parent, it's, you know, I, I find myself tracking, you know, it's, it's not, the, it's not that there's not the trust factor there, but it's just, uh, you're a little more guarded. Right. And oh yeah, everything that's going on right now, you just kind of want to, you want to know what's happening. So, yeah. I like, I mean, I watch a ton of true crime stuff and I can't, I'm always just interested in human nature. And I was like, I didn't know one kid that got taken when I was a kid. So, um, that, but also I'm like, okay, I get where you guys are. Parents are coming from. You want your kid to be where they're said they're going to be when they're going to be there, sure. you know. And I'm sure our parents probably felt the same way, but it just wasn't in the in the works. I mean, there was phones, and you'd be like, "I'm over at so and so's house," and if your parents called there, you should probably be there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, good. No. good. And uh, I mean, it's yeah, it's such an, an interesting different time uh, now with growing up. And I always say I'm lucky that I got you know. I, a lot of technology later in life and knew how to navigate it and knew what I need to put out it. But at age 10 or 11, I don't think I would have not a clue. No, no, definitely. Uh, no. Yeah. It would have been, yeah. My hands probably not a good idea. Like I'm glad it came <laughs> later in life. No, I, I totally with you there, buddy. It would yeah. have got us all in. <laughs> yeah. So there'd have been, been definitely some other documentaries about Larry. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Um, academically okay student or were you like always pushing for the straight a's no gosh no definitely not straight a's um was probably more invested sometimes in sports and friends than i probably than i probably was in my academics um by no means was i i wasn't an awful student obviously but um you know uh, just school was school was school it was fun you know i was probably this will probably come no surprise to some of the folks that are going to listen to this, but a little social aspect was okay with Sean Fisher probably <laughs> back in the day too. 
Um, so, but yeah, it was, you know, it was fine. You know, I remember, I remember having a bet with my mom. I wanted to get something done. I can't remember what it was now, but in order to do that, you know, the challenge was to make the honor roll and, and I made the honor roll and it, you know, it wasn't like it was some, you know, I, I didn't go home every night and study for dang sure, but <laughs> um, I was able to get her done. And then, and then I just kind of, you know, just did my thing. So it was all good. I can't say I was great at academics for having like influential people that worked in academics. My dad, my stepmom, my stepdad, all our teachers, my stepdad at college level, and my mom worked at the university. So I figured there might have been a lower push, but they were happy if I was happy and that's was playing sports like you. And they were like, you got to get the grades to be able to play sports and they have guidelines and everything. And uh, so I kind of followed those ones. I probably should have pushed myself harder. Um, I may have made honor roll once or twice in my life. Uh, I think one was my senior year where I had the easiest class load. It was awesome. Yeah. Like, let's bump that GPA up a little bit right there. Go, go, go see Schumacher do PE for life. Yeah, PE for life. Uh, yeah. I, was <laughs> I was a TA. Um, yeah. I was in advanced marketing, which was DECA, which I was the president of DECA. But we just did, basically did the same project the year before, but a different company. So I was like, yeah, and we could check ourselves out of school, which was crazy. Crazy. Yeah. I might have had a few many double lunches over my time here in my senior year. Uh yeah, it was awesome. Um, but I mean, no, academics wasn't my strong suit. Um, still wasn't in college, uh, because I'd spent too much time bashing my head against stuff, not enough time filling it full of knowledge. Sure. And uh yeah, I mean I Athletics. I well, in Laramie. I only went to Laramie when I was eighth grade. So everybody talks about the classic Laramie uh, soccer shirts, and I was like, oh, we had different ones. I found some old trading cards in our old uniforms from Oregon soccer, which was interesting. We had like the classic, you know, almost like um, God, Larry Bird, like the nut hugging shorts. Like oh, yeah. we had that kind of going on. And then you could tell the next year we had like the long short, like I'm always like, thank you, Michael Jordan yeah, for no. making that cool. <laughs> no kidding, right? That was so, I mean, you just. Thank felt, God they did that for all of us. Rude. Yeah. yeah. Now we. So naked yeah. with, with that tight stuff on, but it was nice to have the looser fitting clothes later on. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. I remember the old Laramie soccer shirts, the old reverse, the blue and the yellow. And yeah. Of course, it was a different time weather-wise, obviously, in Wyoming. You watch kids, they're out there playing in Wranglers and, and different things, right? It was <laughs> oh yeah, pretty unique, but uh, but fun nonetheless. So Oh, yeah. we. I mean, Oregon, we were lucky to get someone to, to the game and practice. So, hey, it's got the wrong stuff on. Sure. Yeah. As long as you're comfortable. Let's okay, let's go. <laughs> yeah, let's do this. Yeah, and, <laughs> and the one sport that I tried and hated, well, hated eventually, was wrestling. Um, everybody thought, oh, hand man football player. And I, I just was not comfortable. I mean, I wasn't good at it. So there are guys that are killer at it and they're great athletes. It just wasn't, was there any sports like you, like you were like, that's the last year I ever do that. Yeah. Uh, well, I never wrestled, but I can tell there you, you that's the reason why I didn't go out for wrestling either. For yeah. sure. No, hey, oh, yeah. no, no. No, and then track, man. I remember, I remember running track, and I wasn't that fast. So, of course, I was always put in the distance races, right? Oh, Which was cool for a while until 
man, it just got old, right? <laughs> we used to run that big loop, and I can tell you, going all, before all the houses and all that oh, stuff, yeah. you go run up 30th Street and around down that hill. I'm like, you know what? I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not. I'm just going to keep running. I'm going to run to the house, man. I'm just. I'm done. <laughs> that was Wait. about. That's about the end of my track career. So I. I I uh, ran it a lot for football with ankle weights on. Sucked, and I, now I drive up that way sometimes, like because my house is on Hildago, and I'm always like kind of get a little bit of cold sweats. Yeah. <laughs> How do we make it up that hill? Yeah. <laughs> and when I was training for Warrior Dash, I ran it a few times because I was like, this is the only run I knew that mm-hmm. I got results from. So let's, let's try it out. It, it, it was definitely had some flashbacks, but I'm glad I didn't have ankle weights on the time. It made it a whole lot easier. Yeah, Probably would have helped with warrior dash. Cause there's some like they get you wet and muddy right away. So the rest of the time you're carrying around so much mud, extra weight. Yeah. Know. I'm like, uh, and I, there's one picture of me finishing. I'm like 10 steps from the finish line. I got to go big old smile on my face. He was like, oh, you got it. I was like, I'm so close. I'm so about done. I never thought I'd be running stuff like that later in life after I did like workouts for football and track and stuff. I was like, sure. Now I'm doing it for pleasure, not for so I can go beat on something. Yeah. I put in money. I signed up to go do this. What am I thinking? Crazy. (laughs) Crazy. Um, So did you hone it down? Did you keep playing baseball and basketball and throughout high school and such? No, not 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 baseball. Um, played probably through probably through ninth grade. Played baseball. Um, high school played basketball and then uh, was on the golf team. So oh, yeah, throughout high school. So yeah, yeah, that was that was really the two sports that I competed in high school. So and obviously graduated from Laramie High School. Class of 91, yeah. 91, yeah, yeah. Uh, 93 just had there. They did. I just saw that. I saw a couple pictures online this yeah. last weekend. That's pretty cool. We popped in on their Friday night festivities. Did you? Nice. Yeah, and they ended up sticking a 92 sticker on me. They're like, you're not 93. And I was like, I can leave. I can like, no, stay. We got what I, need to do. <laughs> I can do whoever you want me to be one night yeah, only. Yeah. That's it. Um, and so finished high school. Did you know what you want to do? after high school yeah so actually um during my senior year um probably it was it was november of my senior year i actually enlisted in the in the wyoming army national guard oh yeah um yeah i had some uh some family uh both my grandfather and my aunt uh had been in the guard uh, grandfather was a world war ii vet um and so um it kind of always was was always there um and i'll be honest with you Rude, i just wasn't sure what i was going to do after high school so I enlisted in the guard and did that. And then, um, so it was actually right after I graduated, I went to basic training and then your, and your job skill training, if you yeah. will. Um, and so I missed that fall semester of college, um, uh, which would have been, you know, my freshman year came back, did the sophomore or I'm sorry, did the spring semester and then did another year. And then just, you know what college just, I mean, it was, it was okay, but it just, I wasn't, I wasn't invested in it, right? It just wasn't for me at the time. And so um, finished three semesters of college at UW. And then I went to work full-time for the Army Guard. Um, and so had a, you know, I had a pretty good run and stayed there for, for a lot of years. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so 
Tell us about basic training. Is it like the movies where you're getting yelled at and calling you suck all the time? Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously the movies are going to embellish it a little bit, right? Um, yeah. There were some trying times. There was some. There was some hollering that went on, but really, you know what it boils down to? It's, I mean, think back. To, I, I, I'd venture a guess that some of the, you know, some of the stories that I heard of the old school football days when the guys went to Camp Guernsey, right, right for the summer. I bet. I bet I bet old Johnny yelled just as much and and probably probably said some things that uh, would probably made some of my drill sergeants blush probably back in the day. But uh, <laughs> um, no, it was I mean, don't kid yourself. It was challenging. Right. And it was, you know, they're trying to it really what they're trying to do is instill a standard. Right. And in and a, in a way of life into a, a group of a group of folks that don't know each other and and they have a short period of time to do it. Right. And they're trying to they're trying to teach you the the ropes all the way through it. And so, yeah, it was tough at times, but it wasn't, you know, looking back on it, it wasn't anything, you know, it wasn't anything crazy. Um, it definitely wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't full metal jack, you know, full metal jacket, yeah, yeah. if you will, if you've seen that movie, but oh, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, it was tough, um, but not, not, not anything crazy. So, well, yeah, I did go to football camp. Um, John T. Ty was one of the smallest people I've ever been scared of in my life. Yeah. Along with our line coach, which they're about the same size. And we stayed in army barracks and Guernsey. And, uh, I remember like you had to walk to the bathroom latrine and stuff. And there were just bees around. And I remember just walking, like just straight forward. Like if they sting me, whatever, you know, like, yeah. and but my senior year, it must have been right after full. I mean, we all started watching Full Male Jacket. So, like, Chris Stevenson would just quote it all the time. But in the perfect moments for camp, for football camp, like, it definitely broke some tension and it, it cracked me up a lot. And and I'm, I might have saw it before then. I don't know if I had. But once I saw it again after he had quoted it, and I was just like, that is one, it's one of my favorite movies. It's a good oh, war movies. It's a good one. Um, sure. uh, I enjoyed it. And well, because like my dad fought in Vietnam and he was very like calculated in what he let me know. And like there are certain movies where he was like, that's not real or this is real or um, but like. I'd already saw all the platoon and he was showing me in pieces. I don't think you should watch the whole thing. And I was like, I've already seen it. My parents were divorced. I watched platoon earlier. Yeah. And, uh, but it was kind of his, you know, thing and coping mechanism. I I don't remember. I didn't ask him if he ever killed anybody till like I was in my thirties. Right. He was just like, I shot into some trees. There were dead bodies on the other side, but I never saw like my bullet go through somebody. So I, I can live that way. Like not everyone has that same case go on and i was like okay but he eventually because he used to poo poo it all the time like being a big old military military guy but he um went to the va for hearing aids and it changed his life um he does counseling he does so many cool things the va has definitely changed him i wish he would have gone to the va services years ago mm -hmm. and uh but he was all about hearing aids. And he was just like, well, it turns out when they blow up stuff around you, you might lose your <laughs> you hearing. A problem. Yeah. yeah. And he worked yeah. in construction too prior to that. So like, I'm sure there was a lot, there's a lot of loud noises and stuff. So he wears them like a bandage, badge of honor and everything. But I was glad the VA, you know, helped him out so much 
I mean, even 40 some years after the fact. So um, did you enlist with any friends or were you just there with all brand new people? Yeah, just me. Yeah. Um, In fact, I think I was probably the only one that I can think of in our class um, that that enlisted in the the Army Guard. Now, I don't know. I'm sure there were some other folks that went to other branches of the service. Um, But no, I think I was the only one um, at that time. So. And where was your basic training? Uh, basic training was in Fort McClellan, Alabama. So <laughs> nice, nice and hot and humid for a kid from Wyoming, right? In the middle of July and August. So that was that was a challenge in itself, right? Um, really the first time I've been subject to that type of humidity. Um, so that was a little rough. And then I did my job skill training in uh, Fort Sill, Oklahoma. So, yeah. And so once you went to make it a full-time career, what, what, what'd you get started as? What was your interest? What would, where'd you want to go with this? You know, so really rude for me, it was, uh, again, college just wasn't working out and it wasn't, it wasn't the right time for me. Um, I used to always say that I was present. I mean, I was, I mean, I was, uh, I was enrolled. I (laughs) I didn't necessarily go to college. Right. Um, so I wasn't, I just, I just wasn't bought into, I just wasn't, it just wasn't ready for me at that time. So, um, got my aunt actually was working full time for the guard at the time and kind of talked to her about her path. And again, I'd grown up in that environment with her and my grandfather. So, um, decided to take the leap and, and, and got in full time with the guard, did a lot of cool things. Um, you know, I was a, I was a recruiter for, I don't know, five and a half, six years. So that was, that was a cool time in my life. Um, getting to work with, you know, the youth and, you know, kind of helping mold people and some folks with the same story and the same background that I kind of grew up in. And so I got to do that. And, um, you know, just got to do a lot of good stuff. I ended up spending 27 total years uh, in the Army Guard. 22 of it was in an active duty status. Um, okay. Did a deployment. Um, so, yeah, it was uh, it was uh, it was a, I, had a, I had a great run. Don't don't. I mean, it's been, oh, no, no, it sounds like it. it. I mean, yeah, that was cool. Uh, Where did you deploy to? I was in Kuwait um, during, so it was, it was during the Operation Iraqi Freedom, um, was actually the second phase, but it was from, I was gone from uh, January of 04 through right before Christmas of 04, so almost, almost 12 full months, so. And, well, I mean, what's it like there? I know we've seen videos and stuff, but I mean. Yeah, you know, it was, it was a little bit isolated, of course, from, uh, from Iraq and all the, all the madness that was going on there. Um, obviously at that time, uh, we, we were in charge of running some, some base camps there in Kuwait where troops would come back and then they would make the the trek North, um, across the border into Iraq and do some missions up there. So it was just more, you know, kind of overseeing that piece of it. Um, yeah, so nothing, I mean, nothing too crazy. No, no, no crazy stories really. Um, but just, uh, you can imagine it was a trying time, right? Um, oh. I was, a, I was, a, I was actually, uh, my wife and I had our first kid, um, about five months before I deployed. So I was a new dad and then I had to leave for a year. So that was, oh my God. that was a little, that was trying on, on my end, but probably just as much, if not probably a lot more on my wife's, you know, my wife's and back home. So, um, so yeah, it was good. Now, now you speak of a wife, how'd you guys meet? So, uh, for anybody, you know, grew up around Laramie about the early or the mid nineties there, we actually met at, uh, you remember the company called Cytel? Oh yeah. The telemarketing place. Yeah. We both worked there together and, uh, we met, uh, working there. 
Um, and then I think I think I was getting ready to leave Laramie to come to Cheyenne to work full time for the guard. So we met in June and dated for about three and a half months and got engaged. And then uh, that following year got married. So it was wow. pretty it was pretty quick, but it was um, just you know one of those things. Kind of you kind of kind of knew that it was it was we were the right you know it was the right pick for each other. And twenty seven years we just had our twenty seventh year anniversary here last week, and so. Everything's yes. things are great. So. so who who initiated the first? Me, you did. Oh, oh yeah, me totally. Right. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know you're not shocked on that. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I just uh, it was just weird. I was just you know went up to her. We were working one night and said, "Hey, let's have to go get a drink sometime." And lo and behold, I found out later she wasn't even of age. But um, <laughs> all good. It was all good. <laughs> so that, that I found out when we were sitting at a bar store actually in the alibi that she wasn't of age. I'm like, oh Lord, here we go. This, uh, is, this is good. So there, there's my between my girlfriend and I, there's six years of difference. Oh, is it? So when stuff you start talking about like what you were, you know, doing in 1984, I'm 10, she's four. Like it just <laughs> sounds weird. Right. You know? And uh <laughs> You know, and there's just a lot. I mean, six years. There's still enough time chunk in there where I'm. She's like, "Yeah, weren't you in it as a kid?" And I was like, "Came out when I was like 17." No, <laughs> I really wasn't in it. Like, sorry, right? This or you know, talking about what she was doing in high school, and I was like, "Yeah, I was in college, probably drunk at the parlor somewhere." Yeah, no kidding. No, and, and but I mean, now yeah. being 49 and you know, 42, so. Not that big deal yeah you can't tell yeah we're into a lot of the same stuff and so well that's okay. good i mean we met on plenty of fish online da- like early years of online dating really because i was like i can't date another girl that gets her masters and moves right. so and they're getting younger so mm-hmm. i'm not i mean they're not they're getting you know i'm getting older and they're getting you know feels like they were getting younger and uh, what was the website you said plenty of fish plenty of fish huh yeah yeah and uh we met at lovejoys and and sat there and she's like i was just looking for friends i barely moved to laramie but she's like when i saw you and talked to you i knew that this was going to be a long-term thing and i was like cool i'm glad i don't have to date another college girl again yeah, <laughs> i mean it, I, and working on campus i was like they just got younger and younger looking and then there was a time period where they were all they might still be dressing in 90s fashion and i i walked out of my office and i was like did i did was i asleep the whole time did i ever graduate <laughs> i know <laughs> yeah yeah i was like wow and i want to tell the guys like you know what? Uh, that haircut might look cool now, but later on, you're really gonna hate it. Yeah. <laughs> and and so, but it's interesting to see how things come full circle with fashions. Because I never thought like I wanted to wear anything like the '70s and '80s. I wanted to get the hell away from those times. And so that's why I would say the '90s is the best because we kind of set our own our own thing, style, fashion, yeah. music, and all that. Yeah. yeah. You know the overalls with the one button down. Yeah, yeah. They have to strap off. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I saw. Um, God, was it a concert? I saw somebody dressed like that. Yeah, yeah. The Red Rocks, and I was like, and they they weren't they couldn't have been old enough to really know what they were like. 
I was almost like, did you lose a bet? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, they just happened to see a picture of their, you know, one of their parents right before yeah. they even for it or something. Yeah. And like they thought that's what parents were to widespread panic. And I was like, ah, but it was crazy. And I was like, yeah, even the one strap was down. Like that's they were awesome. pulling the whole look off. I mean, I was just like <laughs> shocked. Yeah, that's um, good stuff. yeah. And so you, you spoke of a child. How many do you have more than one child? Kid? I do. Yeah. So I got two kids. Uh, my son uh, is the oldest. Dax is his name. He's 19. Uh, be, be 20 here in a couple weeks, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah. Just finished his um, just finished his first year over there in Laramie, UW. Okay. So did, you know, did very well and love it. He's loving the college life. Uh, he's home this summer, but I don't know. I don't know. This may be the last time he's uh, he kind of enjoys his freedom and enjoys what he's doing and doing great. And then then, yeah, I've got a daughter, uh, Hannah. She's uh, 16. Oh, you know, be a junior in high school so yeah just the two how's the the high school girl drama good you know <laughs> it's uh, it's uh it's a challenge at times really yeah. um yeah it's uh you know and think about what we were talking about earlier rude was the you know this whole thing with social media right yeah it, you know now as a parent and and when i talk about being guarded and and kind of look it's just oh my god at times you're just like, what in the heck? So, you know, really all we do is just, you know, try to raise them right and instill some values in them. And uh, it was pretty cool. I had a pretty, had a pretty cool moment. Actually, my daughter was on one. I can't remember what side it was on. And she saw a video of something that just did not, just not fit with her and resonate with her. And she deleted the app. It came to me and came to me and my wife and I and said, you know what? I'm done with it. I just, it's not for me. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> you talk about a proud, proud dad moment, right? I'm like, oh my God, that's cool. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, but now it's, it's trying at times. Um, but unfortunately, you know, and we talk about girl drama, but there's drama in in day society. Oh yeah. It just, if you, if you let it, it can just wear you out. So, um, just really try to teach them to, you know, you know, to do the right things and, and that, uh, you know, go out, work, everybody, nothing beats good old fashioned hard work. And you just try to instill that in your kids and just hope they hope like heck that they listen. And so far, so good. So, yeah, a few friends are their daughters in their teen years and their daughters have done something. And I've had a lot of head, you know, palm plants to the head mm-hmm. and I'm not their parent. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm glad I don't have kids some days. Yeah. Um I know they're a joy and they're an extension of you and everyone that has kids more power to you. It just wasn't a thing. I it, I don't know. I thought it sounded maybe good when I was younger, but the older I got, I was like, well, I have to have kids by this time. And I passed that window a while ago. So I was like, I got two cats. We I've spoiled nieces and nephews and all that and friends, kids and fired them up and sent them home with their parents and being a bad influence, you know, them full of sugar and sent them on their way. Uh, yeah like the worst like one thing i was like oh my god um we're at a football game and uh some friends come over to tailgate i i saw their son grow up he's in college now and uh i look over and he's like smoking a cigarette with my girlfriend and i was just like oh my god his mom's gonna kill me right and all she did is walk over and bum a cigarette for my girlfriend i was like okay because I saw good. her grow up too. Like all clear. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, we're good. We're good. Yeah. I haven't been that bad of an influence. But yeah, it's you know, it's interesting to see who has kids now. And you're like, wow, 
you were kind of a hot mess when you were younger, but you're a great parent. Like you're, you're making it work. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, don't do what I did. Don't do what don't, I did. Oh yeah. Don't, you know, and I've always been like, uh, yeah, I tell kids, I was like, you can, you can talk to me about anything. I mean, certain things I got to tell your parents. Right. I go, and first of all, I'm not buying you alcohol or drugs. I'm not, okay. none of that. So, right. but other stuff, sure. But I was like, there's some lines I can't, I got to tell your parents. But, awesome. but I was like, I'm always there to listen and all that good stuff. Cause, um, you know, good sport system. It takes the village, you know, all that stuff. It does anymore for sure. Yeah. I think it always did, I guess, if you think about it. Oh yeah. I mean, I, <clears throat> I know a lot of my mom's best friends cause they took care of me and my sister or my mom when times were tough. So sure. yeah. Always, you know, loving them. They were around, so and they still are, and it's that's cool. Maybe there are good influences on me to be that way too. So, yep. and everything. Um, wow, this is flying by. Um, one last question. Sure. I asked this from everybody on the show since it's called "All My Friends with Justin Flask." Rude. How would we meet? How would we become friends? Man, you know, I was thinking about that. To be quite honest with you. And I gotta think, I gotta think it was early in high school, Probably. right? Um, and man, Rude, you were maybe was it a? It could have been a David Allman connection with football. That makes sense. That makes sense. Potentially, um, I was trying to think because I think the whole the time with you know obviously I played basketball too with Ray White. Yeah, right? I think maybe there was a connection there with with Ray Ray. Um, you know on. Uh, you know, an introduction probably at that point. Yeah. I got to think that it was that it was early on in high school and it had to be one of those two connections. And then just, you know, it, it was weird. It seemed like we would cross paths, you know, in the summer in Laramie oh, you know, yeah. after the fact, you know, just some even some random places. Um, and it's, you know, it. I think that's still the cool thing about Laramie, right, is you, you know, Heck, until you sent me the message about this, I hadn't talked to you. You'd have to tell me when because I couldn't really remember when. But it was, you know, it's it's kind of like old home week, right? When when you when you come across somebody or you get a message on Facebook or you you know whatever it right. is, it's it, it's like you can just pick up and 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 get back to a time that whatever you know whatever brought whoever together at that point, right? And I. I think that's always the thing that I thought about Laramie that was, that's always been just so cool. Um, is it's like, it's like you never drifted apart, even though we've all, uh, we've all gone down a different path in this thing called life and yeah. cool how it comes back full. Circle. Oh, yeah. uh, well, like I thought, I would think about it with every guest and I was like, when did, and there could have been I, maybe a Schumacher class. We might've had P for life. Been P for life yeah. Um, definitely the athletic connection. Um, mutual friends, sports, basketball, that uh, I, I'm, I'm going to say that's where our, our universes cross paths a lot. Um, they've right. all multiple friends, basketball, P for life. Sure. Definitely. Um, but you were, the last time we talked, we were on a plane. And we were, I don't know where we're coming back. We we're coming back from Vegas. That Man, was it Vegas? God, if it was Vegas, that's why probably both of us can't remember. But yeah, <laughs> but it was just by chance. Yeah. I we ran each other in the airport, and then we just honed it down. Oh, we're on the same plane and yeah. sitting right next to each other. Yeah, and so I mean, I think it was probably Southwest, so it was kind of you could plan that out, figure it out. And yeah. uh, but I remember like when you had an apartment. Gosh, was it the Pat Patrius? 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it was Pat and Dave and I actually, there you um, go. Yeah. And you know, so those are the crazy things you remember. And this is, this is how funny this is. So my kid is getting ready to, uh, so he lived in the dorms his first year. Right. And now he's got a house with some friends and we went over and we kind of walked through it. And I said, well, let me, let me go take, cause he was talking cause it's an older house and yada, yeah, yada, yada, but it's, it's going to be a fun place. They're going to have a great time. And I said, well, let me show you, let me show you how, where, where this thing started for oh me. Oh my gosh. And we drove by and it was 1308 Flint. I'll never, I'll never forget it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I took him by that, by that old apartment. It's still there. Um, so yeah, it's, but yeah, I was living with actually Pat, I think, well, Dave and I started with, you remember Brian Shear? He lived yeah. there for a while, and then Ryan DeLong. I mean, we went through a couple. I don't know what Dave and I did to run them all out, but uh, finally <laughs> Pat came in and he stuck there. So it was it was the three of us. So he sold us our couch. Pat did. Oh yeah. yeah, he works at was it Clear Brothers? Clear yeah. Brothers, probably. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He works there. That's and awesome. yeah, one day we were tired of ours and we're like walked in the store and they're like, we can deliver it, but it'll be a few days. And we're like, we're taking it home now. Yes, our couch sucks. It's yeah. time for something new. Good. And I was telling my girlfriend, I was like, I went to high school, that guy. And she's like, that happens all the time. Like, it's Laramie, it's right? Laramie, now. living in Laramie long <laughs> enough. I mean, I, you know, graduated college, moved to New York, and I worked in TV news and I was married and started hating a job. Marriage fell apart and came back to Laramie and was like, five years. I'm going to live here five years and I'm going back to Oregon. It is year 20. And here not you are. going anywhere. That's it. <laughs> Another house. It's That's uh, yeah. And I have a great, you know, girlfriend and everything. So um, um, and Laramie, I knew when I moved back, I was like, I'm gonna do stuff that I didn't do when I was lived there and hated it. Cause I probably hated Laramie a good four years before I really my senior year was probably the best where I got when back. Finally, when I finally got into it. Yeah. Yeah, I was varsity athlete, had a girlfriend, like class were easy. And then my parents were like, yeah, you're going to college and so I went to UW and they're like, you're not living at home. So I did dorms and I mean, they said anytime you need to come home, of course you could do that. But they were like, you're going to live the college experience. You're not just going to be a yeah. student that lives with his parents till he graduates. And I was like, cool. Yeah. And slowly, you know, yeah, you know, my mom taught me how to make food. I was doing my laundry for a long time. So it wasn't a very big transition mm -hmm. to that. But yeah, they paid for my tuition, which... I went an extra year and I had to pay for that one because they said five years and I had a fun time for everybody. <laughs> um, the people that went three years, I got you. I got your years. Back, huh? That's all. Yeah, good. and uh, and so like every once in a while, like parents were like, "You should get your master's," and I was like, "Do you forget how bad of a student I was? Like, not like skin of my teeth." I was like, yeah. "I'm never going back to no." No, because it's always in the back of your mind. You got to study. And that sucks. That looming feeling. Right. I should probably be studying right now is one of the worst feelings. I've but. Had. Yeah. <laughs> it is Thursday night. And it's Larry. And I'm going oh, to oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it didn't help because I worked in bars. Oh, yeah. I would have like the first part of the week was great. And then we got to Wednesday and I was bouncer. And then, yeah, Thursday, Friday were up in the air classes. My maybe maybe next year. Yeah. yeah. So no, yeah, no. it was I had fun for everybody. I had a blast. Um you, you know, social life. And then it's hard to think back because how did I survive with making not much money and not having this great stuff I have around me now? How did yeah. how did I fun when did I sleep? That's always asked myself. Like 
Yeah. Uh, that's all good though. It, it made us made us better in the long run. Yeah, we had a oh, good yeah. time. Had a good time while we were doing it. So yeah, and and you went to Kuwait, so like yeah. you learned some life lessons. <laughs> yeah, in a hurry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As far as I went in the high school, college was New York, and and that was upstate New York. So I didn't learn harsh New York lessons yet, sure. or world lessons until I lived there. And then I was like, I don't want to live in New York anymore because right people are. I was there for nine eleven. People are, and I worked in news, so people are scary. People are, yeah. It's good to live in there. I still lock my doors. Yeah. <laughs> it's a definitely a different lifestyle for sure. Oh yeah. oh yeah. Well, man, I want to thank you for being on the show. Yeah, you bet, man. Thanks for thanks for reaching out. It's good to catch up. It's been a long time. I want to thank Sean for being on the show. I think I got to know Sean as a jokester in high school, cracking jokes, being funny. And he's one of those guys that can always make me laugh, even, well, when he's being serious. Sorry about that, Sean. I know you need to be taken serious in your job, but uh, a lot of the stuff you say and we talk about makes me laugh and giggle, and you always keep me laughing. So thanks a lot for that. Uh, I So many more stories hit my head after we finished up the interview, and most of them I can't tell on the podcast, so I guess... You'll just have to wait for the movie to come out. If I ever get the opportunity to make a movie about my life. On to the next episode. All my friends. All my friends. All my friends with Justin Flaskerud. All my friends, all my friends, all my friends with Justin Flaskerud.
All my friends, all my friends, all my friends with Justin Flaskerud. All my friends, all my friends, all my friends with Justin Flaskerud. <laughs>